Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody excited to be in the house of God tonight? Anybody feel what I felt tonight? I feel like God wants to talk to somebody tonight. Uh, God is in this place. If you don't feel that, then you need to get hooked in. Amen? Praise God, because he is here. Thank you, Brother Bradford, for the opportunity tonight. This is a true honor, being able to preach behind the new pulpit. I am the third. The third. I'm pretty excited. That's pretty humbling and exciting at the same time. I do actually want to tell a quick story uh, about the gavel here. Brother Bradford, when uh, he told me and Brother Brock about building this, I had asked him, I said, well, you know Brother Holmes, if you, Brother Holmes, he's from North Little Rock, he has a big bass drum, and he bangs on it. Anytime it gets exciting, and so the only ones that get to bang on that drum is Brother Holmes and his boys. And so I asked Brother Bradford, I said, is that only for you to use? Or do your boys get to get that gavel once in a while and <laughs> bang it? And he said, of course you get to use it. So I don't know if I'm going to use it tonight, but if I do, I have my pastor's permission. <laughs> Just in case I do. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm doing something without my pastor's permission, because I'm not. Amen. Praise God. And with that said, if you will turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And while you're turning there, I do want to say this. I don't know about you, but uh, that message by Brother Wesley Jackson has dwelt in my mind all week long. Broken crayons color best. Hallelujah. It resonated with me because I know I am nothing but a broken crayon. And I don't know what God's going to do tonight. I may not be able to color best, but I'm going to color whatever God wants me to color tonight. If we can all just tap into what he wants to do, we're going to find out where God wants to take us. Amen? Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse number 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I also want to read one other verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Praise God. Tonight I want to preach to you a little bit. I want you to look at your neighbor. I know we always talk about pointing is not polite, but I want you to point at him. And I want you to say this. The fight for you. The fight for you. Amen, amen. Let's pray one more time.
God, we need you tonight. We need you to speak, Jesus, the way that only you know how. We need you to speak to us and talk to us, move up and down these aisles, reaching those that need your word tonight. God, have your way in a mighty way as we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Praise God. Nobody likes war. I don't think there's anybody here that will say that they are a big fan of war. Man, I just really wish we were in the middle of another war. Wouldn't that just be awesome? I don't think anybody is a big fan of that. Nobody wants to go to war. But war is necessary. It is necessary. Even Ecclesiastes says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. It is a necessary thing to go to war. And it's in these wars, and most of these wars do not necessarily take place on our local soil. We have not had a lot of wars take place here in America. But a lot of wars have been fought overseas. But we have seen the results of those wars. We have felt the results of those fightings and those battles that have gone on overseas. Even though that we did not see them. Even though we may not have known the people that were fighting in those battles and that had lost their lives in those battles. But because of those battles, today we have freedoms. Amen. There are freedoms that we have here in America because of men and women that fought for those freedoms. With Veterans Day coming up next Wednesday, I want to say thank you to all of our veterans. That's not why I'm preaching this message, but I appreciate you. I appreciate every veteran that has fought so that I could be free so that I could stand here and have freedom of religion and to preach the word and hear the word and pray to my God because of awesome people that were willing to fight despite not knowing me, not knowing who I am, but still willing to fight for me. I heard a comedian once said that he was really thankful for the troops because if it wasn't for the troops, he would be the troops. And I feel that way also. I'm thankful for our veterans and for the troops and for people willing to fight because if it wasn't for them, I would probably have to fight. But there were people willing to volunteer themselves and give themselves and fight so that I could have freedoms. And I'm thankful for those freedoms today because of people that were willing to fight for me despite not knowing me, despite not seeing me, they were still willing to fight. This is the same thing in spiritual warfare. And I don't know if you have not been a part of spiritual warfare in 2020, then you must have your head in a hole somewhere because I'm telling you, the, the enemy has been attacking on every hand, on every level. Beyond what we can know or see, we have all been attacked in this last year. 
We have all been attacked in this last year. The enemy has come hard in 2020 trying to destroy people and bring people down. And so in the middle of this, I am thankful for people who are willing to fight for one another. Amen. Because that's what spiritual warfare comes down to. And that's what our verses talked about tonight. It talked about we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood as others wrestle. But we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so while we are wrestling these things, it's going to take us fighting for one another if we're going to make it in this last day. Amen. Praise God. And I'll tell you right now, everybody, almost every single person under the sound of my voice is a product of somebody's prayers. You are a product of somebody who was willing to fight for you. Hallelujah. I can tell you right now, I am a product of a gray-haired old lady who used to get on her knees and pray for her grandson that he would be saved. I am here today preaching because of somebody who saw something in a 10-year-old boy. Hallelujah. I'm a product of an aunt's prayers and a cousin's prayers because they saw something in me. They wanted me to be saved. I'm telling you, most of these people on these pews, products of a praying mom and a praying dad and a praying grandmother. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for a praying grandmother. Are you thankful for somebody that prayed for you? I wasn't praying for myself. I didn't know how to pray. I was 10 years old when I got the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what was going on in life. I didn't know up from down, right from left. Praise God. I was in a home where there was drugs, there was addiction, there was craziness. I didn't know what was going on, but there was somebody on their knees fighting for me, saying, save my grandson, save my baby, reach him when only you can reach him, God. Hallelujah. There's a fight going on for you today. There's a fight going on for you today. I want to tell a grandparent out there and a mom and a dad out there that your prayers are not going unheard. Hallelujah. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and of a woman availeth much. You're fighting for somebody. You're reaching for somebody. Hallelujah. God's hearing your prayers. You may not feel like it, but there's a God saying, come on, pray for him. Hallelujah. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. I'm talking about somebody praying for you and fighting for you. And you're here today on an apostolic pew because somebody cared. 
because somebody was willing to get on their knees because somebody was willing to shed some tears hallelujah and I'll tell you what spiritual warfare doesn't just stop with prayer but it's also in fasting and it's also in praise praise God I remember when I was praying for my mom and dad. I would pray daily. I would pray daily. And I went, felt like God wasn't hearing me. And I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. So I got to a point, God, I don't know what you hear. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm just going to start praising for my mom and dad right now. And every service I came to church, I would begin to dance. I said, this is for my dad. This is for my mom. This is for my sister. But I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. We got to fight for one another. If you know somebody that's not here tonight that's struggling, you need to praise for them. You need to shout for them. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. Whatever it takes, God, to get your attention, I'm willing to do it because I love my kids too much. I love my babies too much. Don't let them be lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every one of us is a product of somebody's prayers. You are a product of somebody's prayers. So what better way to pay it forward than to finding somebody to pray for? The fight for you. Not everybody in here has parents in church, folks. Not everybody in here has grandparents in church. Not everybody in here has people that they can lean on, that has people that's praying for them. And I know when I got in church, there were some people that knew my situation. They knew what I was facing daily when I went home. They knew what I was going through, and they took up the mantle, and they began to pray for me. There's some awesome men and women of God in this place that I'm standing here today because they didn't let me pray alone. They prayed with me. They prayed for me. They praised with me. They said, you're not going to be alone, son. You're going to be all right. We're going to fight for you, and we're going to fight with you. Praise God. We have to pay it forward. Hallelujah. If somebody prayed for you, you need to find somebody to pray for and say, you're not alone, baby. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to get through this. We're going to fight this road together. I refuse to let you be alone. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'll amen myself. I don't care. I don't need nobody amen me. I know this is good because this is my life. This is who I am. This is where I came from. And I'll tell you what, I'm paying it forward to my children. I refuse to let my daughters and my son be lost because I can't get on my knees. I refuse to let them be lost because I can't praise, because I can't worship. Hallelujah. They're worth fighting for. Hallelujah. Our kids, our young people are worth fighting for. Praise God. 
Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Mom, Dad, we got to pray for our kids like never before. Talking about spiritual warfare, these kids are facing things that we never faced. The apps that are on their phone that we never had. The Oh my goodness, they're facing things that they need their parents on their side saying, I'm fighting for you, I'm fighting with you. You are not alone in this, baby. I've got you. I'm praying for you every step of the way. You will never be alone. I've been praying for my babies. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Paying it forward. It's paying it forward. You're here because of somebody's prayers. Let there be somebody here because of your prayers. Praise God. Praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. It says, exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men it is our responsibility to pray for all men to pray for one another praise God Ephesians 6 verse 18 says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints amen all saints we got to fight for one another. There's a fight going on in your life. There's a fight for you. And I got to be a part of it. I got to pray for you. I can't let you fight alone. I'm going to be right by your side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fight for you. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. But the reason... Why we can't fight alone? Because that fight for you isn't just going on with your brother and your sister. There's somebody else fighting for you. There's somebody else fighting for you. There's somebody else fighting for your soul daily. And it is the enemy of your soul. First Peter chapter five verse eight says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. The enemy of your soul is fighting you daily. In 2020, he is looking down your aisle. He, is, he knows your weakness. He knows what you face every day. He knows what you're up against. And he's fighting you. He's coming at you. He's throwing everything at you and the kitchen sink. He doesn't want you to be saved. He sees the pandemic we're in. He sees all the social unrest we're in. And so he fights you every day. Every day you get up, here he comes, whispering in your ear, how are you going to make it today? How are you going to make it living the way you're living? How are you going to make it living a double standard? How are you going to make it in this world? He's fighting you. He's fighting you. He's fighting you. John chapter 10 verse 10 
says the thief cometh not for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He is fighting you daily, trying to take your joy, trying to destroy your peace, trying to kill your happiness. He's trying to take everything from you, including your family. He doesn't want you to have anything. So there's a fight going on for you right now. Hallelujah. You hear me, Carter? There's a fight for your soul right now. There's a fight for you because the devil doesn't want to see you saved. He wants to take you. He wants to take you to hell. He wants to take me to hell. He wants this whole church. But oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful for a God who says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Praise God. He may be fighting me daily, but I still got a little fight in me. Luke 22 and 31 says, And the Lord said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. The enemy of your soul wants to destroy you. He's trying to sift you daily. Daily. He's trying to sift you. He studies you. He sees where you fall. He sees the mistakes you make, and he could bombard your mind the very next day. Because he wants to destroy your life. There is a fight going on for you. And when you hear that, parents, doesn't that make you want to fight for your children just a little bit more? When you realize daily that the devil is trying to sift you and your children, doesn't it make you want to get on your knees again and say, no, devil, you can't have my babies. Devil, you can't have my children. You can't have my grandchildren. You can't have my friends. You can't have my loved ones. Hallelujah, not today, but there's going to be a little fight in me that says you can't have my family. Hallelujah. But as the fight wages on, there is someone else who's fighting for you. The one that matters most. In Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 22, he says, Ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God shall fight for you. Amen. So often we come in here and sit on a pew depressed and hurting, thinking about the battles that we fought all day, thinking about the things that we're going through, the difficulties that we're facing, but God is fighting for you. Hallelujah. You thought you'd been fighting hell by yourself all day, but God was right there next to you holding your hand. You may not have realized it, but he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will come to you. He's not leaving you alone. Praise God. Praise God. 
But that's how it feels sometimes. We feel like we're all alone in this world. You've been going through hell all week. You don't know what's up and what's down. You don't know left from right. The devil's been fighting you. You're flailing, punching the air, trying to get him off your back. You're like, like one of those people that run into a cobweb, you know? The other day, we were up in the new youth wing, and Sister Paisley walked over to the window to look out the window, and all of a sudden, I see Sister Paisley going, I'm like, what, Paisley, what is happening? I thought demons got hold of her. I was like, she says there was a cobweb on that window, <laughs> but nobody saw the cobweb. We just saw Sister Paisley losing her mind. <laughs> but that's what it's like sometimes. We feel like we're just flailing away, trying to fight the good fight the best we can. But we feel so all alone. But I'm here to tell somebody that you feel like you're fighting alone. You feel like you're alone in this. You are not alone. You have a church that has your back. And you have a God that loves you, that is fighting for you. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 23 and verse 10 says, One man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God. He it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you. Hallelujah. One can fight a thousand because God is on your side. God is fighting next to you. You are not alone in this, baby. Yes. God is fighting your battle. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15 says, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, it's God's. Hallelujah. This battle's not yours, but it's God's. God has got your back. As the musicians come, it is God who is fighting the battle for you, not you. I know you may feel like you're all alone, and you may feel like you've got a big battle ahead of you. I don't know what your circumstance is. I don't know what you faced this last week or what you faced this whole last year. But I know that no matter what, it is still the same great God. The same God that was there many years ago is the same God standing next to you today fighting your battle. 
He's fighting for you. You are not alone. He is right next to you every step of the way saying, I got you. You may feel like you are in the middle of it all, but trust me when I say that God is always going to be there. He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Not you, not you. Not your family, not somebody else, but the Lord is going to raise up a standard against him. Amen. When the enemy comes in like a flood, and that's what it's felt like in 2020, like a giant flood. Every day it's been something different. Every day it's been something new. But in the middle of it all, God is raising up some warriors. God is raising up some fighters. God is raising up some young people that are learning what it is to pray. Coming down here on a Saturday night out of their own free will and say, we're going to fight. We're going to fight for one another. We're going to fight for each other. We're going to fight for our loved ones. Praise God. The fight for you. See, Gideon, Gideon thought when he was asked to go to war, that he was the one going to war. Him and his men. And when God gave him 23,000 men, he was like, oh, that's a decent army. I can go to war with that. As we stand all over this building. But then God said, you know what? That's too many men. I want you to tell everybody who's fearful to go away. I can only imagine what was going on in Gideon's mind at that moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second, God. This is a big battle that we're fighting here. I don't know why you're getting rid of my men, but this is a big battle. And then God says, go down to the... let them drink and whoever laps like a dog send them home he sends more people home and they end up at the end of it all with only 300 men and Gideon's probably thinking what what is going on here how am I supposed to fight a war with only 300 men how am I supposed to fight this battle with only 300 guys? This looks impossible. This looks too big for me. But what Gideon didn't realize and understand that it was never his battle. It was never his war. It was God's the whole time. He just needed a vessel. 
He just needed somebody willing to stand there and blow a few horns and break a few lanterns and he was going to bring the victory. Hallelujah. It's not your battle. It's not your fight. Somebody needs to realize tonight that the situation you're in, God has already got it figured out. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean he doesn't already have it under control. Deuteronomy 28 verse 7 says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee, thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Hallelujah. That verse gives me hope. You can come at me all you want, devil, but in the end, God wins. In the end, the victory is mine. In the end, I win. Praise God. I'm going to open these altars in just a second. And these altars are open for everyone that is in the midst of a battle, that has been fighting hell, that has been fighting hell and you feel like you're all alone. These altars are open for you. These altars are open so that you can know that God has your back. So that you know that God is going to surround you with angels. God is going to take care of you every step of the way. And this altar is also open for every parent, every grandparent that wants to pray for their kids, that wants to pray for their babies. I'm telling you, we need a revival of prayer. We need a revival of fighting for one another. Hallelujah. I don't want my kids to fight alone. They shouldn't have to fight alone. Hallelujah. As they sing, these altars are open in the name of Jesus. Jesus.